saw the crowds, he went up the mountain. And after he sat down, his disciples came to him. He began to teach them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the land. Blessed are they who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the clean of heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are they who are persecuted for the sake of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when they insult you and persecute you and utter every kind of evil against you falsely because of me. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward will be great in heaven. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. St. Paul began his letter to the Corinthians with these words. Consider your own calling, brothers and sisters. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many were powerful. Not many were of noble birth. I'm sure there were some in that church that thought, well, that's not very flattering of him to to remind us how powerless we are, to remind us that we're not educated and everything. But Paul quickly goes on to explain himself. Rather, God chose the foolish of the world to shame the wise. And God chose the weak of the world to shame the strong. And God chose the lowly and despised of the world those who count for nothing, to reduce to nothing those who are something, so that no human being might boast before God. It's a constant theme throughout the Old Testament. We see see it Moses, who is arguing with God after God is telling them he is pointing him as leader of his People to lead them out of Pharaoh's grasp in Egypt. Moses throws out all kinds of arguments. He says, well, I'm not a very good speaker. And so God said, well, you know what? We'll just go ahead and select Aaron to, to be your spokesperson, but you're still going to do this. And Moses continues to object until finally he, exceed, he agrees to God's choice. And then we also have David. His father, Jesse, doesn't think that his youngest son should even be brought before the prophet who wanted to anoint one of his sons as king. But instead, God that that is the son that God wanted, the weakest and the youngest of 
all of Jesse's sons. God chooses the weak to manifest his power through them and show that he is greater than any earthly power. On the fifth day of a pilgrimage to the Holy Lands, we began our day in the morning on the Mount of Beatitudes, where I celebrated Mass at an outdoor chapel. It was quite humbling to think that I preached on the same place where Jesus preached the greatest sermon, a portion that we heard in today's Gospel reading. The Beatitudes are the most recognizable part of that Sermon on the Mount, and I dare say the most beautiful. But to the people of Jesus' times, they were shocked at his words, even considering his words revolutionary. In his time, there were two groups of people, those that had power, wealth, and land, and those that did not. And those that did only numbered about 10% of the population, which meant 90% of the population went around with barely enough to put food on their plates. In their minds, in their worldview, God had blessed the people who had land, wealth, and power. And so most of the people of Jesus' time walked around believing that God had not blessed them and maybe he was angry with them. Furthermore, when the poor experienced the arrogance or the injustice of the wealthy, they found it difficult to be angry with people who were so blessed by God. Into this environment... Jesus teaches his disciples the Beatitudes. Blessed the poor in spirit, the meek, the mourning, the merciful, the peacemakers, and finally they who are insulted and persecuted for the sake of following Jesus. All of these are blessed and will receive the kingdom of heaven, comfort, satisfaction, mercy, and will see God. Thus, not the rich and powerful, but the poor, weak, and vulnerable are blessed. How are they blessed? The Beatitudes isn't just a nice listing of people who are blessed but it's also a charge to all of us Christian disciples of Jesus, a charge for us to be instruments of God's blessing to them. We are blessed when we imitate the one, Jesus our Savior who humbly obeyed his heavenly Father. We act more like Jesus when we work for justice, when we show others mercy, when we work towards peace, and when we strive to live in accordance with the twofold commandment of loving God and loving our neighbor. We do not, we do not act that way as a way to earn heaven. 
We have already been offered that gift at our baptism. Instead, we are called to imitate Jesus as a way of showing gratitude for that great gift of eternal life in heaven, where we will be in a close relationship with our God. It was a true blessing for me to celebrate Mass on the same mountain as Jesus preached that sermon. But every time we gather to celebrate the Eucharist, we encounter that same Jesus here in the form of bread and wine. We encounter his body and blood. The same Jesus who preached that sermon on the mount. The same Jesus who calmed the stormy seas. The same Jesus who willingly climbed that hill of Calvary carrying that cross. The same Jesus that willingly stretched out his arms to be crucified for us all. And the same Jesus who was raised by the de- from the dead by his heavenly Father. In that encounter with that Jesus, he gives us the greatest blessing, the gift of himself. To continue that process of turning our hearts away from our selfish desires and turning it into a selfless heart, just like his heart. This is how we become people who are blessed, and this is how we become instruments of God's blessing. We first were blessed by our Lord through his sacrifice, and now he asks us, to be the instruments of his blessing for this world.